1: 2016 NFL draft the Miami Dolphins select Fabian Howard
2: defensive back from Baylor yeah. 13th pick in the 2019 NFL draft the Miami Dolphins select Christian Wilkins defensive tackle Clemson with the 5th pick the 2020 NFL Draft, the Miami Dolphins select Tua Tungvalahua, quarterback, Alabama. The Miami Dolphins select Jalen Waddle, wide receiver, Alabama. And we're on. And welcome to the first ever episode of Two on 3YPC. This show is brought to you by nobody. Simon, we don't have a sponsor. We had to we had wow. this we had to sell ad space all over this thing too.
1: We need to fix that.
2: <laughs> yeah, we do. Uh this show is the first show of many that will lead to its last show, the week of the draft, where every single week we will pick out two athletes, two eligible athletes for the draft at the same position every single week. And it'll be random positions, of course. We're going to we're going to put the finger on the scale in favor of the Miami Dolphins. So, you know, if you want to know about tight ends, if you want to know about right tackles, you're probably going to get your fill on this show. But this is the first of many. Next week, we will start with two with two athletes. Uh, Simon, your thoughts on how this thing is going to go?
1: Uh, this, this show, I mean, I think it'd be interesting. Just nice to dive into some prospects and have a chat about some guys that, you know, the Dolphins could target if Stephen Ross hadn't blown their first-round pick. Um, Hopefully he doesn't tamper with anybody from now until then. (laughs) Yeah, it'd be nice nice to at least retain some picks. Um, But yeah, just a nice count around the course of some of the players. And uh, and the interesting thing about the draft always is, and uh, and even though the Dolphins don't have a first-round pick, you never know what's going to happen. In terms of the draft, you never know what's going to happen in terms of free agency. You know, kids on four-year contracts that get drafted in the second round and beyond become free agents, end up signing with the Dolphins, and you kind of know about them from the draft. And, uh, and that's the, the great thing about it. These things, you don't just throw them out as soon as the drafts So, Because, you know, three or four years later, these kids are back on the free agency market, and, you know, they might have turned into stars, and you might be signing them to your own team. So that's the intriguing thing about this.
2: Yeah, what I find interesting about this particular draft, you know how I feel about top 100 picks. Hmm. Dolphins got three of them, which is kind of above average, really, for the NFL, because usually you get about 2.5 because there's all the supplemental picks that, that teams get. Um, But they got pick 51 in round two, pick 77 in round three, and pick 84 from New England. Uh, you know, I'm still dumbfounded. They got that pick for Devontae Parker. Simon, yeah, I mean... okay, but the rest of the draft, man, they only got a round six pick at one sixty four and a and a seventh round pick, which unless you're drafting Brock Purdy, is usually useless. Yeah. So, are you think? Do you think that those to- those three top one hundred picks? Because I think those are premium picks. I think you could you could get starters there. You think they're going to lose some of those in the it in, in, to supplement what they have on the back end?
1: Because it's going to be a really lonely last day of the draft for this day. No, I I don't think so. They've got to find three starters for me. They've got to. You know, they don't have a a whole suede of free agent cash. There are holes on this defense. There are holes on the offense, especially on the offensive line. Holes at tight end could do with an extra running back. You know, there are positions of need and they need to be filled and we cannot have the same misses that we had last year. I mean, you know, Skylar Thompson was the only guy that really played any, um, you know, notable Snaps, uh, and I don't think anybody's even expecting him to make the team, let alone be playing in the playoffs. Channing tyndall was pretty much absent. Uh, azukanama was pretty much absent. You know, so the, they need to hit on those the, those day two picks because you can't have more passengers that, that that don't contribute. So it'll be interesting to see how Chris Greer responds, reacts, uh, and rebuilds his team because the you know the draft has got to be a place where you replenish your talent and we've got to find gems out there. And there are gems out there. It's not a great draft, but we need to find them.
2: Yeah. And you know, before the draft comes free agency. So they'll, they'll have two whacks at this to try to fill the obvious holes, which in my opinion are right tackle and that tight end room. I think that right tackle and that tight end room are the immediate needs. I think the secondary can wait a little a little while if Nick Needham is actually coming back and if we believe Barry Jackson and there's no reason not to believe him the the team has already assured Nick Needham that they want him back and that they will re-sign him so that should be a boost to the secondary. Kitako was a revelation. So they should be okay for now at that spot. Um what do you think that they'll attack in free agency? and in the draft, because I don't know if they can do both.
1: I mean, to me, they've got to feel, they've got to, the the positions of need, are backup quarterback, and I would be taking, I'd be looking hard at someone like Taylor Heineke. They need to add a running back. uh, And, you know, McDaniel has been around uh, teams that have had consistent success with late round or free agent running backs. They need at least one and probably two tight ends. They need at least one right tackle and probably a guard. Um, they need at least two linebackers. Uh, they potentially need one safety, and I think they need at least two cornerbacks. And that, whilst it's good that Needham's coming back, obviously he's coming back from a very serious injury—the the most serious injury that you can mm. have, I think, for a cornerback, which is the Achilles. Um, so you know, I I, I wouldn't necessarily—I mean, to me, the secondary is the most important thing. You've got a twenty-nine-year-old and declining Xavier Howard, um, and then you're looking at you know what's left, really, the remnants of what of what's left. No Byron Jones, you know, Kedocohu obviously had a good year, but, you know, he's probably going to move for the slot. Where does Needham play? Because Needham's best position for me is in the slot as well. Um, so I think that they've got to target, uh, you know, I would like to come out of free agency with one cornerback who can start, and I'd like to come out of the draft with one cornerback who you could potentially put into a starting position. Um, mm-hmm. because there's going to be guys that aren't here next year, whether that's Keon Crossan, whether that's Justin Bethel. Obviously, Noorik Benogane, I suspect, is not here. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they kept one of Crossan and or Bethel um, for special teams value as much as anything. But well, They certainly didn't let the side down where they played, generally. Um, but to me, cornerback's the, the most important position.
2: All right. If you had to pick and we're, you know, you don't have to pick now, so there, there's still time on this. Would you address right tackle, which seems to be the biggest hole on the team, because that's still unsettled? I don't know how many guys played there this year. I know Austin Jackson played there. Brandon Shell played there. Greg Little played there. Uh, am I missing anybody else that played there? <laughs> the, uh, Robert Hunt played there. Uh, that's four. Uh, that's four too many, in, in my opinion. Uh, pick 51, if you had to bet. Are they going in free agency? or they're going in the draft to fill that hole, because I think that's the most immediate hole on the team. That's the most immediate need.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's players in free agency.
3: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify?
0: And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
1: Ba da ba ba ba. Obviously, who McDaniel knows, there's uh, Caleb McGarry of Atlanta, who's developed into a really good outside zone, especially in run blocking. His pass protection is not as good, but his run blocking is outstanding. Uh, and I, then I think, you know, in, in terms of the draft, there's a number of guys. You're looking at Daywon Jones of Ohio State, Matt Bergeron of Syracuse. You know, these are these are generally left tackles. Um, but, you know, there are guys that can play, um, you know, left or right side, and, you know. And then there's the pure right-sided guy, who's, and that's Darnell Wright of Tennessee, you know, an absolute brick wall who 2,000 snaps um, plus, nearly 3,000 snaps, actually, Um at right tackle. It was phenomenal this season. You, you watch me, it's Alabama. Uh, he absolutely stonewalled Will Anderson um, the entire game. Uh, strong. He's 335 pounds. Great in pass protection. Only allowed three pressures all season long. He is, um, you know, he handled uh, Will Anderson's speed. He handles Will Anderson's speed to power. He uh, handled spin moves, cut back inside, Um, he is an excellent prospect and he's a sort of plug and play, you know, starter on day one. I think that if you get him, um, you know, if he falls to that position where the Dolphins have, he could be a very interesting name to, uh, to plug in as a starter there at right tackle.
2: Uh, where do you think this draft is strongest, uh, as far as a position of need for, for the Dolphins? Because there's no way, there's no way they're drafting BPA at
1: 51. You agree with that, right? Oh, no, I mean, I, I don't think you can, really. I mean, it just depends. It, it depends what happens. You know, it depends. You, you never know who's going to fall, right? I mean, mm. you just can't tell who's going to fall. So, you know. By, but if they're I,
2: taking an edge player at 51, everybody's going to s- s- yeah. sit around staring at each other like another one? I, I
1: think that's unlikely. But, you know, you yeah. could look at a, you know, there could be a, Linebacker is important, right? But you 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 could see, I mean, Trenton Simpson of of Clemson is probably a first round pick, but you know he struggled, didn't have an amazing year. Henry Toa Toa of Alabama, you know, great instincts, downhill player. Drew Sanders of Arkansas, Um, you know, for me the strength of the draft is is a cornerback. Uh, I think you look at you know, this corner group, which is led for me by Devin Witherspoon of Illinois. But you look at Joe Porter Jr. and Cam Smith and Christian Gonzalez and Emmanuel Forbes uh, mm-hmm. and Keely Ringo and Clark Phillips and Eli Ricks and uh, the Thorpe winner, who's probably a nickel in Travis Hodges-Tomlinson. And then you've got Deontay Banks of, of Maryland, uh, uh, the kid at Stanford, Blue Kelly, Makai Garner at, uh, at LSU, the kid at Miami, Tyreek Stevenson um you know you go down to you know jalen jones of texas a&m you got garrett williams of syracuse noah daniels of tcu so uh, to me you're going to get you're going to get mid to late or late first round talent in the late second round of this year because the cornerback group is so strong and that's yeah. good for mine
2: hmm. uh now the makeup of the roster and, and i think we could end it here the way the roster is made made up so far uh you, you could argue that they're ready to win now and they're not going to trust uh, a rookie in certain spots. Uh, but they're going to have to find one to play a lot of snaps. Where would you say is the position that you wouldn't want to trust a rookie this coming season? A season that is going to have a lot of ex- expectations and maybe some jobs are on the line, maybe even the quarterback. Do you think it's at yeah, right I mean, tackle or cornerback?
1: Where I think it's corner, cool, you... really corner. Cool you know in talking talking to nfl coaches as i have done over the years they will always tell you that corner is one of the most difficult positions to learn now obviously it depends what the dolphins do in terms of their defensive coordinator it feels very much as though that sort of vic fangio style of defense so mixing zone and man you know too high safety so a bit more help for corners and they're, they're not stuck on an island like our guys have been for for the last few years so that helps um, but you're looking at athletic profiles. You're looking at guys that can mix zone and can mix man. Um, but, you know, I think corner is an incredibly difficult position to to man. I also think that right tackle is very difficult, especially with a left-handed cornerback, uh, quarterback, because essentially, you know, it's not, doesn't quite equate, but, you know, you speak to guys like Paul Alexander and, and Duke Manyweather in terms of, it, it doesn't quite equate in terms of the left to right tackle thing. But, you know, right tackles is an important position, especially when we throw the ball as much. So for me, the easiest, obviously, is, is running back. And, you know, the, it, you're looking plug-and-play guys um, up and down the draft board. And whilst we talk about Bijan Robinson and Jamal Gibbs and Zach Charbonnet and, and Zach Evans and Sean Tucker and Kenny McIntosh and Kendra Miller and Devin Achain, you know, uh, as being the top guys, you know, you can look in the in the sixth, seventh undrafted free agent guys. You know, there will be players there that the Dolphins will will be looking at. You know, you, we saw them at the Hula Bowl a couple of weeks ago with a kid from Youngstown State, the running back from Youngstown State, with a four three speed, the, the state champion two hundred meter runner, the state champion four by 100, 4 by two hundred meter runner, um, who the Dolphins were all over at, at the Hula Bowl and, and have shown some, um, you know, significant interest in, it. and that's the kind of guy that you know Mike McDaniel and the players and the coaches that he's been around have made their um have made their stock drafting or, or, or signing after the draft is over and it wouldn't be a shock to see that happen again you know so I think uh, I'm talking about Jaleel, Jaleel McLaughlin the, the Youngstown State kid but um it wouldn't be a surprise to see them pluck a guy from the late rounds and from undrafted free agency like Elijah Mitchell, which was the last guy they did with the 49ers and McDaniels last year. And he went, a guy you loved, went for a 1,000 yards. So, you know, I, I don't necessarily think that the big name running backs are going to be the guys that end up, unless, you know, for some amazing reason, Robertson mm. falls to 52 or whatever we pick. I, I just don't see that necessarily being be the thing. Yeah.
2: On the way out, in a week, it's NFL Honors, and I know we're looking forward to this year's draft, but we could briefly look at last year's draft. You got to pick for Offensive and Defensive Rookie of the Year?
1: I think Defensive Rookie of the Year will be Source Gardener. I think Offensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, it's difficult, isn't it? It could be... Yeah, you know, it could be Chris Alave. It could be Garrett Wilson. It could be Tyler Algier. Um, My pick's I, Kenneth Walker. Like, he was... Yeah, it could be Kenneth Walker. I mean, to be to be honest, it could be either of the tackles. They'll never give it to the tackles, but Walker's tackles... Charles I got a pick. Why not maybe? Brock Purdy? <laughs> well, I was just about to come to him, but I, I think Brock Purdy will be the guy. I think Brock Purdy will win. Um... You know, he's unbeaten. He's now in the NFC Championship game. I think he's unbeaten in essentially eight starts, I means seven starts and 56 minutes against Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't turn the ball over. Three turnovers in eight games. Um, and he wins games. He's got moxie. He knows how to get it done. And in big moments, game after game after game after game after game, he's delivered third downs. He moves the chains. He's, you know, he's And seasoned. if he
2: played two more games, he would overtake Tuatunga Valoa for the passer rating leader <laughs> in the
1: NFL, which is saying a lot. There you go, yeah. So mm-hmm. I think Brock Purdy and Sauce Garland will be the winners. All
2: right, you got a, uh, you got your two prospects for next week, or is that a surprise for next? That's week? a surprise. I'm going to keep that under the lid. All right, that's going to have to do it for the first episode of two on three YPC. We will talk to you next week. Dolphin select Jalen Waddle, wide receiver.